friends, welcome to Reading Minds, where ordinary people talk about extraordinary books. Today, Mason is with me, and hello. we are, oh, hello, and we are talking about our third assigned book. Yep. was our third time doing this so mm -hmm. I read the third Lord of the Rings book because yeah. that's what I got assigned right off the bat mm -hmm. and Mason read The Old Man in the Sea and I know yep. we just had our book club on that but I forgot how much I love that book so I made Mason read it too <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else is oh we had our baby that's kind of a big deal yeah since we last talked with our, our friends mm-hmm <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, his name's Cooper. He just turned five months, not five no, months. No, five, five weeks. Very five weeks. I'm not sleeping. Very different. I'm not sleeping very well, <laughs> if you can't tell. Um, but he's he's the best. Yeah. Best baby. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's pretty all right. Yeah, he sleeps a lot, mm -hmm. which is nice. Yeah, he's in a corner in a swing right now. Yeah, so if you hear rocking noises, that's our child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really wanted to name him Theoden, which I think we talked about on the last episode. I don't know if we did because I don't think you. I don't think you had the idea of Theoden at that point. I did. You did. I think I mentioned it, but anyway, Mason Mason shot me down on that one, <laughs> which is weird because he is the more nerdy one of our yeah, relationship. Yeah, I did not expect to be the one having to have that conversation. Yeah, like I, I expected you're the, no, you're the situation to be reversed. You're supposed to be thrilled that I came up with the nerdy name that I mm -hmm. wanted to name our child. Yeah. But he was not. No, because I love our son. Well, so do I. <laughs> I wanted to name him after a king, Mason. <laughs> a king. But yeah, so that, if you can't tell, I've loved Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It's been great. It's yeah, and we recently watched the movies afterwards. Yeah. So do you want to kind of talk about how... Because you'd seen them before, right? Scene is a very strong word for okay. what I did. I they were on, and I I know I've watched the first one pretty intently, but then after that, I just wasn't super what was, interested. Like, okay, when did you watch? Was it in college or? I had watched them before. Okay, like high school briefly. age. High school, I think, was my first. Okay, was time it just? Did them. you go to a friend's house and it was on, or how? I have no memory. You have no memory. I know I've watched them, but I don't remember where I was or hmm. or much about the movies. The first time I tried with the movies was in college, okay. and I got like through one and a half. And when we were watching them um, recently, we got to about halfway through all the movies, and I realized I had no idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, not no idea because I just read the books. Yeah. But in in the movie, like I had no memory. And we, I mean, I feel like we paced ourselves a little bit. Like we did it over. It was three days. Mm -hmm. We did. I think it was Wednesday. two days. No, it was three because there was one. We did the first half, one night. First half of the fellowship because we yeah. watched the we did the extended edition. So yeah, and we took the baby with us. So our baby has seen Lord of the Rings. Kind of. He slept through a lot of it, Shh. but yeah. Details. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think we watched the first half and then second. Yeah, it was over three. It's like two nights and one day. So the the last day we watched the second half of the Two Towers and the entire third movie. And that's like a six yeah. hour ordeal. It was fun. Yeah. There was one time, I think I, I had a like party where I had people come over 
at like 7.30 or 8 and we started the movies and we watched all of them at once. That sounds fun. Because I think this was before I, either before I went to college or before I like went on active duty. Because it, it was a summer before something. I couldn't okay. remember, can't remember which. Some big life. Yeah, I think it was before event. college or, or or maybe just the summer when I was in. I can't remember. But anyway. Sometime. So yeah, so you watch, so now, then you watch the movies after reading the book. And I feel like you were able to enjoy them a lot more. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I loved them. And before this point, I had really mm-hmm. not cared that much for the movies, yeah. which is a wrong opinion. <laughs> like, my opinion was wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. They're, they're great movies, and mm-hmm. the books are awesome. Yeah, because it's a great story that was executed very well. Yeah, so good. I, yeah, and you can quibble with some of Peter Jackson's choices, but there, even the ones that, the times that he deviated from the books were, there was, They were pretty there were good reasons. for the movie's sake. Yeah, I, like, I know it's kind of, contra- I, I agree with, his decision to leave out Tom Bombadil in that whole, in the old, you know. Yeah. It's kind of sucks, but that's what you have to do. Yeah, because um, Tom so Bombadil was the best. The things I'm, and I understand why he had elves at Helm's Deep, just as a... I don't like that. That was weird. Because that changes, like, the entire tone of It, yeah. Helm's so Deep. It, I understand, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I think there might have, I don't know if there was other ways of doing Because he, he didn't want it to seem like, there's some of the, some dialogue in the first movie. It seemed like elves and dwarves were just like leaving men to handle the whole thing and the, the main kind of plot line follows men but in the books you know that elves are fighting over in like another front and dwarves are doing their own or fighting also with them and hmm. stuff like that they skipped one of my favorite things and i can't remember what it was i just remember being very disappointed oh oh the orcs this is a very minor thing but one of my favorite things about the books happened in the first book when they're in the mines of Moira, Moira, Moria, Moria, I always miss where the I goes in that word, mm-hmm. but the mines of Moria, mm-hmm. and when they're in like the room with the tomb and stuff, and the the orcs are coming, yeah, and they can hear like the drums and stuff, and then in the book, since this is your first contact with the orcs at all, right? They, I don't know, they kind of slow down the moment, and it describes like these doors being opened and you can see like the hand of the orc like opening mm-hmm. the door and it just like spends a moment talking huh. about the hand and it was like one of my favorite yeah favorite parts of the book and they just they just like tore the doors open in the movie yeah. and they all stormed in which was fine because it was a minor detail but mm-hmm. I was kind of excited about the hand the hand oh but that's okay <laughs> yeah I guess specifically about return of the king Mm. We should go there. Um, man, it's been a little while since I finished it, and at this point, all of the books are like one big book Met, now. Melded together, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Um, um. I guess. Oh, baby. Anyway. Um, Maybe. We could talk about. Let's talk about the female characters a little bit. Okay. Because I really appreciated the books female characters because like they didn't try to do any like power woman kind of thing I guess with Mm -hmm. Eowyn because she went and fought and she kind of snuck into the battle but it didn't seem 
like it was like propaganda or right. anything. It, it was, was it wasn't her trying to emasculate men or anything. Right. It no. was just yeah. It felt very natural and like you still really like Aon. Like she's still a very strong woman, mm-hmm. but in more of a natural feminine, yeah, feminine kind way. of way. Yeah. So that I really appreciate. Yeah, she doesn't she's not strong by becoming more manlike. She's strong as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Girl power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they definitely do more with her in the movies. Right. And I don't like what they did with her in the movies. Yeah. I don't like what they did with the women in the movies. Right. Because that was one all of, the of the yeah. um what's her name? Arwen. Arwen. So yeah. all of the Arwen stuff was like not in yeah, the book. That's something I'm probably I would quit, might quibble with a little bit because it basically is because he wanted more romance, like more explicit romance in there. Sure. Whereas in the book and in the Lord of the Rings the and book, lore, it's, it's a assume, background. Like, it's you a know background. It's happening. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a background story, but it's it's background because it's so archetypal, like the you know the mortal immortal marriage thing. Yeah. And they um, talk about Baron and Lucian in the yeah. book and in the movie a little bit. Yeah. So, like, you kind of know what's happening in the book, but you, yeah. the movie is just too much. And, like, the stuff with Elrond, like, he turns into yeah. kind of not a good character yeah. in the movie. Yeah, But, anyway, that's that, I think, is the the major problem. That, yeah, they try to, yeah, they try to do the whole, like, rom- romance. romance thing, romantic conflict. Oh, they totally skipped over, um, oh my gosh, Eowyn and Faramir. They like, didn't... They, they hinted at it, but they didn't skip over. It's they don't dwell on it. It just kind of it happens, and they okay. But that's something they have a few that, moments. Yeah, that is something that actually happened in the book. Right. They could have expanded on that. Well, you see, I think you see them. It's just it's that's just kind of a time crunch. I don't fault them for that. Like you don't have time to. Yeah, but they build spent. Up they wasted all of this other time on Arwen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen Glorfindel instead of Arwen. Because basically, Arwen does all the things oh, yeah, that Glorfindel Glorf- does. Yeah. Which, you were telling me something about, like, Glorfindel's name. Oh, yeah, and the, it's it was a whole... It, it was a problem for Tolkien, because he had decided that elves don't have the same name, and there is a first age... There's a story in the first age of an elf named Glorfindel in the Fall of Gondolin, where he dies fighting a Balrog. Um, and that's in the Silmarillion? And that's in the Silmarillion. Okay. Well, it's in several things. So I think it's, yeah. Uh, but, so he dies, but then he had all, Tolkien was also using his name in Lord of the Rings, and he then kind of realized it was a problem and didn't, had, there's a few ways of trying to figure out, you know, do, do you have two elves with just the same name? But eventually he settled on, Glorfindel becomes it like comes back to Middle Earth. So the the way what happens to elves when they die, they their body, their like spirits go to the halls of Mandos, and they kind of wait with their bodies for whatever happens at the end of the world in general. They don't they don't know what happens beyond that. But so I think in the way Tolkien resolved it is Glorfindel comes back around the same time that the wizards arrive in the third age so like a thousand years or so before what we see in the books or something oh wait no it's like two thousand years something like that um but yeah so that's how they resolved it Mm. but tolgan accidentally named two elves the same name reconcile the two glorfindels yep 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 so funny um yeah no i like glorfindel i I would have liked to see him but that's more of the first book than third yeah 
Oh, the ending. I guess this whole conversation about Lord of the Rings is just going to be comparing the book to the movie. Sure. But the ending in the movie, they, like, all of the little hobbits came mm-hmm. to go see Frodo and Bilbo off. Yeah. Um, in the book, what I liked was Gandalf, like, went behind Frodo's back and sent Mary and Pippin. Like, it okay. was just Frodo and Sam going. Okay. To go. And then... Um, oh my gosh! And Gandalf called like Mary and Pippin to go in, so that Sam would have friends to go back off, yeah. which I thought was really cute. Yeah, yeah. I so just, friendship yeah. is still a very strong theme in yeah. the third book, um, and the value of friendship yeah. and uh, and the and well, not the ending, but the the, the climax where the they destroy the ring. I liked that too because it was so. Anticlimactic. Yeah, it yeah. was great. And also, all of the deaths. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but when Theoden dies, and did Theoden die in this book? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about that because yeah. I also forgot about that when I was talking about naming our child Theoden. So, mm-hmm. like, he does die, but it's fine. Um, so, Theoden dies in battle, and in the movie, obviously, it's a big dramatic scene where yeah. they're fighting and there's a lot of like fancy choreography and stuff but in the book it's just he dies like he got stabbed mm-hmm. like yeah it was by the witch king the witch king so it was kind of a big deal but it it also wasn't really a big deal it was just you're dead yeah which I like that a lot because I feel like it's a little more true to what would actually happen when you're mm-hmm. dying in battle well in World War One, definitely because that's where the I think that's where he's probably drawing from in his description. I think we yeah oh I don't know if we talked about it or you wrote about it. I know you wrote about it in your review, but review. I don't know if we talked yeah. about it. But again, like World War One was really a very different war from every other war in human history because of that reason of you are fine one second and and then dead dead the next yeah. because you hit get hit by a shell or get you know, shot by machine guns and stuff where you don't even hear things coming. Like, it's very, it's a very different experience. Yeah. I once heard, uh, so this is from a podcast where he said that one soldier described the yeah, feeling talk, of... Tell, what, what podcast is it? Because uh, people might be interested. Oh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh, this, so this is a soldier describing being shelled, like in, in, in World War One. It was like, being he described it as being chained to like a tree or a wall or something and then someone swings a sledgehammer at you and most of the time it hits right above your head and then you're just waiting for the time that it hits you in the face oh is how he described it gross <laughs> yeah so most of the time you're just hearing a thud above your head and then the next moment you're done that's crazy. So I think that's kind of where yeah. he's drawn his descriptions yeah. of death. Yeah, then that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing I had um, thought maybe he was referring back to World War One about was the ending. Okay, I feel like I've referred to three different things as the ending right now. Mm-hmm. But when the hobbits go back to the Shire, mm-hmm. and like the whole three books, they've just been talking about, oh, how they want to get back to the Shire and yeah. go home and see all their friends and go back to how things used to be and they get back to the Shire finally and nothing's like how it used to be because right. the effects of the war right. had hit the Shire also so there's a lot of 
yeah. crazy things happening. Yeah, that was that also they're work. trying to resolve yeah. also. Like, yeah. they go back home and they have to do more work, basically. Yeah. So I think Tolkien was kind of reflecting on when, you know, the soldiers have to go home and they expect everything to be exactly how it was before and it's... And it's like, not. It's also been. And that, that was another thing. It was very different from World War One because the world they returned to was very different from the world they left. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else? So many things happen. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a great story. Yeah. Um, I just oh the ring. We were gonna talk about that and then I jumped to Theoden. Oh. Okay. But yeah, I really liked how. I guess I already mentioned it, but I like how anticlimactic the the ring falling into the fire was it yeah. wasn't this big moment it was just they did the thing yeah well i think it was Gollum had it and fell. Right. it just fell right in the in the movie they make it a little bit more dramatic where they have frodo fall with him yeah but but oh well yeah but yeah he just it just falls and it's mm-hmm. done yep yeah yeah it's pretty i probably yeah i need to read the books to Again. I need to read the Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. I need some time first, though. I need to yeah. recover. <laughs> Just powered through three books and yeah. three massive books. Well, Silmarillion's not as long, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Old Man in the Sea now? Yeah. How? What did you think? Oh, so I, I gave the book five stars. I don't know if we talked about know, oh, The Lord I, of the Rings. I, I just gave that. all of them five stars. I, I don't know if we've been sharing this or not. But yeah. I can't remember. I don't know if I gave Old Man of the Sea a rating, but I, it would it would probably, it would be a, I think it would be a five-star book. Um, I gave it also a five-star because yeah, it's would one give of it, my favorites. Yeah, I would give it a five-star book. Just the... Have you know, read Hemingway before? No, this is my first mm-hmm. time reading Hemingway. Um, it was my first Hemingway experience also. I had a teacher in high school, an English teacher, who... I don't remember how it came up, but she was just talking about how much she hated The Old Man in the Sea, and I had never read it, and I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to go read it, and I'm going to love it, <laughs> and so I did, <laughs> and that is that is my... Why did she hate Because it's boring. People say it's boring. What? I know. They I... don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, I think it's just a reflection on this state of humanity. I think it's just like... We have... No attention well, span, and I think it's we the fact that the appreciate. book covers three days of like nothing. Well, and it's not nothing. Like, okay, but saying just... it's not nothing. It's reflection and quiet. Yeah, it, I think it's that is a reflection quiet. of our culture because we can't we handle don't like quiet. quiet. We have between social media and yeah. television all and all, all the media. Yeah, the superhero movies. And, I think yeah. have something to do with that. I don't think you can blame superhero I, movies. I think, I think you can, can say media in general. Electronic media in because <laughs> I don't think they're anything special. I think we, but yeah, they're they're a product <laughs> of electronic media. But okay, or fine. the age of electronic fine, media fine. where yeah we have whatever we want whenever we want and all the I content in the world to consume. The Marvel universe for all of our problems. I wonder. I don't know. As an aside, I wonder if you could say that with all the media content that's available that it's kind of approaching a super normal stimulus stimuli yeah hmm. where you, you know what i mean where you have say a na- there's like a natural human desire uh stimu- for a certain kind of stimulation yeah, and, and then you have something that is the same but beyond like what you would naturally consume where it becomes more addicting and damn it and can actually and be damaging so it'd be like sugar so there's a natural kind of human craving for sweetness because it gives you energy and and you know kind of a 
uh, in a state of nature where you know you're hunter gatherer or just kind of eating to survive, not in a kind of modern Western, modern or I'd say you know rich Western context. Um, like sweetness is you, you desire sweetness because it gives you energy, but not but like with in sugar. With with added sugar, mm-hmm. that's a, it, it's so much sweetness in, but our body craves it so much yeah. that it's very easily addictive. Uh, so it's more than, it's greater than what you would normally be getting naturally to uh, alleviate right. the stimu- that stimulation. So um, in the same way. So I wonder if in the, I think in the same way. Something. So I know social media is like that, where the, desi- yeah. the normal desire for social acceptance, like with the like button, there's a normal desire for social acceptance that Facebook, because again, Facebook, like hire, they hire neuro certain like neurobiologists uh, and stuff to study mm-hmm. like human human addiction and to make facebook more addictive or i say fa- facebook's not unique uh every all the social media platforms silicon valley in general they're just yeah. trying to yeah take advantage of human biology and that's one of the it things they working. do is for the, the desire for social interaction uh but then you just kind of have a super normal stimulus so i i think you could say that i think so that's why Anyway, to get back to the original topic, I think that's why your English teacher didn't like the old man at the sea because she, she was, was my English teacher, Mason. Yeah, because she is her <laughs> brain has been warped by super normal stimuli. Hmm. Well, Just I my back the of the envelope the theory. Because <laughs> um, I know, like even me, like if I spend and you know if I spend more time on social media, it, it makes it more difficult for me to concentrate on long, bigger things. If I yeah. get, you know, kind of that quick snap uh, stimulation, it's harder for me to s- slow focus down. focus on something. Yeah. Yeah. If I do that for a long period of time. Hmm. Um, Interesting yeah. theory. You know, so Old Man in the Sea, I, I really liked it. Uh, my dad's from Louisiana, so I'm somewhat acquainted with kind of that water fishing culture. He very, he yeah, he loved fishing. We did it quite a bit. Um... I never went. I've never been deep sea fishing. Um, it's, always, it's always been uh, either kind of like lake. Uh, like we've I've been fishing on boats though. So I have been. Have you ever been fishing like on a boat? No, you were there the one time I've been fishing. Oh, that's the only and time I you've been fishing. I didn't even actually do the fishing. I okay. just sat there while you were fishing. Gotcha. Okay. Which uh, was good enough for me. I don't like fish. Yeah. yeah. Fish are gross. <laughs> um, no, so I've I've been on a boat fishing. Um, like a bass boat kind of thing uh, or trawler um, but not like deep sea fishing would you uh, want to go deep sea fishing I think it would be this? fun I think it would be fun because yeah. Susie does yeah if you've listened to our book club Susie yeah, talks about how she wants to go deep sea fishing mm-hmm. now I think I would um, I don't know I might get motion I might get seasick but who knows I don't know we'll see I'd, I'd be okay with it um, <laughs> no I really like it I really I think I just really like nautical themed things um and even like okay so there's like even when you're talking about say there's some uh one of the things i like about i think there's a steampunk game that i really enjoy but it's sorry (laughs) i'm just talking i think it's because it's uh it's steampunk but it's you know you're in airships so what are you guns of icarus guns of icarus I think I thought I played it with you. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, anyway, so you're it's it's a a video game. Yeah, so you have airships, and there's four. Usually, you have four people per ship, and 
you guys are like you're sailing in the, so think like treasure planet think like treasure, treasure planet. planet think like treasure planet like you know kind of airships uh and you kind of divine roles like some you know one guy's gonna be the pilot or the captain of the ship and is okay. flying it around and a couple of people are gonna you know you'll have one usually the way it works you have one person in like as a full-time gunner one person as a pilot and then two people kind of going back and forth as engineer and gunner so you can have an engineer that fixes stuff on the ship as you get shot at and i've never seen you play this game oh it's a fun it's, I it's really play fun this game yeah yeah um anyway so this is why you like the old man in the sea so yeah I, i'm saying the old man in <laughs> C, reading the old man in the sea i think there was a tv show we watched recently that had kind of some nautical themes to it and that nancy yeah. drew game we played yeah um, i was like i think we've i just been, like nautical we've stuff been well into the nautical world yeah really. I've, yeah. So I just think I've always enjoyed not a I don't know what nautical stuff. I don't know what you, <laughs> prayer for I, I don't know what you call that. <laughs> I don't want to say paraphernalia, but um, you like like I don't know how to describe it. Like I, you like know, fishing I've, town culture. Well, just maybe. yeah, and just. At least what the TV shows tell us about. Well, and you know, as a kid, I like to play pirates and stuff like that. Um, And have ships and stuff. Um, I always like the idea of ocean things, Mm -hmm. but I am terrified of the ocean. Except I have been wanting to go to the beach lately, so I don't know where I'm at with that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't join the Navy. I, I feel like, and this is, yeah, again, where my love of nautical things, I... I feel like of all the ways to die, I would like. I think drowning would be my least favorite <laughs> way to die. One, it's would it's you, on the top of my list of least favorite ways to die. Would you rather burn to death than drown? That's the one I always can't decide which it's, one would be worse. It is, it's hard. I think um, there. I think I have a more visceral fear of drowning but i think like just objectively speaking being burned alive is more painful and takes longer and um like yeah because aren't both of them basically like you would like choke to death basically because don't, don't isn't no, that basically how you die when you're burned i don't know i don't think besides so all the the burning actually no i don't that's know. what I've heard about, I've like heard... the smoke. Okay, into so your... okay, so for people in a house fire, yes, but typically being burned at the stake. Being burned at the stake. Okay, so when you say burned to death, I'm I'm thinking burned like you know heretic at the stake. Kind I of mean, thing. that's what I was thinking, but yeah. I could. Be I would confusing. say that person would die from the actual like burning, but what you know, someone stuck in a house fire typically is from carbon monoxide poisoning or like mm-hmm. smoke inhalation. Because um, that would be more similar wow, this, to this got drowning, really dark. right? This got really dark really quick. I don't really know what quick. just happened. <laughs> Anyways, I'll land the sea. I really liked the quietness of the book. It, it's not very long. It took takes probably an hour and a half, two hours to read through the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, it's definitely a one-sitting kind of book. You really learn to love the old man and uh, his grit. His <laughs> You love his grit. His... Uh, um, his perseverance, um, and is 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 a very admirable person, mm-hmm. um, and it's like you, you you very soon realize kind of you know that it's a fruitless endeavor, but you you also kind of want to see it through anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's hap- what's happening? Like, and I and I don't know. You you had me read the introduction in the beginning, so that I basically I don't know if you should do that because it, it, you 
find out. Does it give away the story? It tells the whole story. Oh, well, I had already known the story, so I didn't realize that. Yeah, the introduction just says the yeah, just says the whole thing. So I I don't know. Sorry, but they have it afterwards. They had they had it in the introduction, like as a thing. So they would expect you to read it first to have them, and I don't know. Because maybe well, it's maybe it's very... good to know in the be- ahead of time that it's going to be exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I don't care much about spoilers, so also yeah. there's that. But it could be that it helps you understand the story maybe better, that you kind of know what you're looking for, and then you can see what else is happening yeah. underneath the, yeah. the plot. So what did you think was like the overall message of the book? Overall message? I, I think the overall message, message would be... I don't know, I think you could look at it two ways. If you, I think you could look at it purely rational and objective and say, oh, the old man was silly. You, should, you could view the old man as kind of a Captain Ahab where his obsession kind of undoes him and he almost dies from uh, his obsession. Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of view it as a picture of like, kind of that's how life is. You know, we, we live, we struggle, and then we die at the end. Um, and that the struck and then it's good to struggle through mm-hmm. things, if, even if you know the end is gonna be not great for you. Hmm. Interestingly, I think you have a similar theme in Lord of the Rings, where people are fighting even though they know that they're going to lose. And yeah. But I think there's a line. There's a line from the book, uh, kind of fighting the long defeat, and that's how Tolkien kind of viewed life in general, or the you know. Age, you know, the, the age between uh, now and Christ's return uh, is just kind of we constantly battle sin, death, the devil, and then we die. And, well, yeah, I'm saying then we do, but ultimately there there is ultimate victory. But between now mm. and then, it's just kind of a constant battle. Yeah. So I think that would be the theme or the message is keep fighting. Yeah. And I think it's also a message of, like, man's abilities and what we're capable of. Right. Um, and I guess, like, well, that's not perfect because obviously Santiago, the old man, kind mm-hmm. of was defeated in the end, but he still, like, he still caught the fish. He caught the fish and he yeah. got, and he made it back alive. Yeah. yeah. And people still, like, respected him for it in the end, too. Yeah. Oh, I, he kept wishing for the that the boy was with him. Like mm-hmm. that was like a constant thing. So maybe it also highlights maybe Hemingway was uh, kind of trying to uh, say that kind of push the idea that humans need we need people that were not individuals mm-hmm. uh, in, in the United States. And this is something I, I don't know. I've been reading and kind of dwelling and thinking on more. I really think that our individualistic culture has kind of gone a bit too far. Mm-hmm. Like we're in, because humans aren't designed. We're not meant to live right. as isolated individuals or even isolated families. Yeah. Um, we're not. Or the fact that we can kind of decide who who our friends are and stuff. I feel like that's more of an extension of right. individualism that we get to pick who right. our neighbors are and who are like right. who we associate with. Well, it, which yeah, because it's straying from the book. But yeah, it's, yeah, but I, I was gonna say the message of the book. You know, he he probably would have been six, more successful if he had had the boy with him. Um, mm. So him alone. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. So that, that was something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was he was constantly wishing for the boy. He, he'd said that several times. 
And if the boy was there, he would have been able to get the fish mm-hmm. and probably would have been able to um, make it back without without the fish without being, being eaten, eaten up by sharks. Yeah. yeah. So maybe Hemingway is trying to kind of explore the human need for cooperation and that we're social animals, mm-hmm. not individual. We're, we don't we're not born in, into this world the kind of rational economic man of Adam Smith or you know the kind of economics folks or the um, going back to economics <laughs> <laughs> yeah and say we're not yeah we, we, we you can't think of humans abstractly as individuals that we we exist mm-hmm. in communities in families and uh, nations and states and you can't isolate people from that context yeah like we, we're yeah anyway yeah, because could, this could touch on a whole lot of things, and it, this gets into the questions of identity and stuff, but yeah. we don't have to go there. We don't have to go there today. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's a really good book. You'll think about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite books. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's all I got. It's good. Read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, next. What are we doing next? This one will probably probably won't get to the recording of this one for a while because yeah. we're picking kind of bigger books, and we also have a newborn child, mm-hmm. so life is a little crazy. Yeah. So we'll see when we get this one up. It'll probably be in a couple months. I, would say. I think. Yeah, you're. So I'm also be... reading six books right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. So you're doing Nicholas Nickleby. And By Charles Dickens, mm-hmm. who I don't really like as an author, but it'll be fine, and yeah. maybe I'll appreciate him more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you're reading Anna Karenina by Tolstoy, mm-hmm. because I wanted to pick a big book to throw back at you, <laughs> since you assigned Nicholas Nickleby first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. And those are also some of our favorite books, too. Yeah. So, it'll be good conversation mm-hmm. to come sometime in the future yeah and do we have anything else to tell them that's it yeah i think that's all we got today thanks for listening everybody yeah, thank you um so for more information check out the episode description for links to our goodreads um and some other stuff i'm not sure what else we'll be in there. probably links to the podcast you mentioned hardcore history and a couple other things that were mentioned on the show mm-hmm. um and also don't forget that you can email us at readingmindspodcast at gmail.com if you have any ideas or questions or complaints <laughs> etc <laughs> um and also please leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts it really helps us um i think that's it all right, all right talk to you soon bye friends